Hey, everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. So... Hunter, so you know, I know you're talking about like, okay, building up this agency, kind of living the dream when it comes to the cool office. And that was like what was in your head. But when did that lead to burnout? Did you get bored? Did you feel overwhelmed? You said you were like in a loop. Like what led you to the idea? I know you mentioned at the beginning, kind of in your bio about like getting to a period of burnout and then kind of wanting to reinvent things with a new business model. Like what, what did that look like? I want to add on to that as far as too, is like to understand like, why was there burnout, I guess, in the sense of like, were you not making enough money? Were you feeling like, all right, like I'm doing all this work every year and I'm just, just kind of making enough to pay bills and, but I'm not making any headway or was it, you know, stressful trying to manage, you know, a few other employees? Like, yeah, what, what was it? Cause I feel like in some ways, right. It's like, we all struggle with that, right. Like having a lot of work and, hurdles and, and, and whatnot. But sometimes I feel like, man, if I was making a lot more money, I don't think this would be a big problem. And, you know, I could just hire someone to deal with X, Y, and Z or, or whatever. So yeah, what was that as far as the burnout and, you know, feeling like, all right, I need to kind of reevaluate what we're doing here and, and figure out how to systematize or, you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah, I, that's a great question. So for sure, I feel like there was a financial component, which was, hey, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it just seems like, you know, no matter how much we sell, uh, you know, it's kind of like we're just not getting ahead. Uh, so that was a component, except for that started to fall apart a little bit when we would have windfalls. So we would sign a 100K contract, even though our, our average contract size was, was 30K. You know, we'd have windfalls or really juicy projects. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of the things that good agency owners do. I was doing value-based pricing, like really, and very. a lot of people mm-hmm. talk about that. We were actually doing it, which was like, you know, sometimes it would be the same thing we would do for 30K, but because of the client situation, we could charge 100, right? But what I noticed was, uh, even then, uh, so much effort w- went into pitching that and convincing them that of you still eventually got to the day where it was like, wow, we had to put in all of that energy and now we still have off. We did all the work just to sell it. Right. And now we actually have to go and complete it as a team. And it is higher stakes because it's a, you know, such and such client. Uh, and it was for me, it was kind of like, where is this going? Uh, and I think a good gut check for me was, do I want to, you know, does this business really align with where like my passions are all of that? And the gut check I did was, do I want to write a book on what I do one day and have my, my name on the cover? So we were doing B2B marketing at the time. 
uh, and we were helping them. You know, so do I want to write the B two B marketing handbook by Hunter Davis, and do I want to be known as the guy who just helps boring B two Bs create exciting marketing? Like, is that going to be what I'm known for? Um, and what's funny is I know you, Ben, have talked a little bit about potentially writing a book, and it sounds like you're kind of okay with that identity, right? You've enjoyed running an agency, you've figured some things out, and you're okay with that. Um, but for me, it just didn't fully resonate. Uh, and so there was definitely a sense of like, where is this going entirely? And I'm a pretty strong introvert. And so recognizing that I was still going to be the person who had to speak at the events or make the sale or do the workshop or whatever that had clients coming in the door. I just, I personally, uh, I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I like being at home. Like, I don't want to have a ton of time away from my kids or do that. Like, just it figured out it was the wrong path for me. So the gut check, I mean, what was that as far as, um, I mean, that must be pretty heavy, right? I mean, because you have people, you're paying their salaries, you have a partner. Like, were you pretty like open with your partner kind of through this like process and, and journey and like how, how'd that like unfold? Yeah, I think that that's, yeah, that's a good question as well. Um, and again, I would just, I'm like, wow, I haven't done this deep reflection <laughs> in a while. Cause it's honestly feels like a long time ago yeah. in some ways, right. uh, because basically, um, yes, it was an ongoing conversation and there was one specific period of burnout where I was very clear with him and I'm like, for the next couple of months, I'm going to show up and you just need to tell me what to do. And while I'm here, I'll do it because you're in the room. But as soon as I get home, I got nothing. Like I won't do it when I get home. So like you can, that's like, I, I just need you to tell me what to do. Again, like back to like, mode, basically. Yeah, and like, had I had not had a partner, right? Somebody I felt like I could share that with or whatever, right? The business would have failed at that point. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, but instead, he picked up the slack for me in that season, uh, and you know, eventually, you know, a lot of times you end up in projects and you were able to shift some things and make some things better. Uh, but definitely there was still this sense and this was like the haunting sense, right? So we just talked about the orthodontist with the, uh, with the, the line, we fix crooked teeth. I couldn't get away from the part for me as a strategist. Cause that's what I would consider myself. Like I'm at, at the core strategist. I couldn't get away from the haunting thought that I could sell that same headline to 10 orthodontists. Hmm. And for all of them, it would deliver the same amount of value. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have to figure out a whole new industry every single time, mm. uh, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that I, I definitely, and that's honestly a topic I think could be. You, you guys maybe have a read on this, but like could be an interesting topic for your listeners, which is I feel like a lot of them have heard about the idea of productizing their agency, mm-hmm. or uh, I'm sure there's other terms. Riches for it. in the niches. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think that, you know, we had attempted to do that two or three times and it just kept failing. Like we just kept not getting traction. So I'm in, I was in one place kind of burnt out and I could kind of re excite myself for three to six months again. Uh, you know, maybe with the potential of some finances or some opportunities, but for me, it was very much so, how do we how do we take what we've learned and reinvest it and not just 
quit this and go get a job at Apple. <laughs> You're like, I like Mac computers. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're framing that as failure. <laughs> Doesn't well, sound that bad. <laughs> it, I yeah. So it and that's a, a, another piece. Like I, I mean, it is funny that, that you'd say like it doesn't sound like failure. And like I've had to, I had to process that of like, okay, that wouldn't be as bad. But there is a lifestyle for better or for worse that comes with this, right? I haven't ha- had to ask someone for vacation days since college. Like the last time was when I worked in Applebee's my sophomore year of college. That was the last time I had to ask someone if I could take a vacation or take time off. So yes, yeah. I th- I think that's a part of working at Apple is you have to like tell your manager when you're not going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> I'm going to be off the floor for a minute. <laughs> totally. I That's like the thing that keeps me up at night. I'm sweating of like... <laughs> I don't think I could have a boss. Oh, I have to do a uh, yearly like personal review report like or something like that. I'm like, no, absolutely not. How can I keep this business going one more month? <laughs> I'm curious about that because I like I kind of have those feelings too sometimes. But I'm like, I'm wondering if would it be that bad or do we just like fear that? I'm just kind of curious. I'm like. In some ways, I think, yeah, I wouldn't like, I think sometimes like, oh, it wouldn't be so bad to have a boss again. And then I think you're like, no, that sounds horrible. And then I'm like, well, maybe it wouldn't be. Maybe yeah, I'm just you imagining say, it would be This terrible. is the thing is I think what happens, right? Because we all have had bosses, right? I've I've had bosses, yeah, yeah, managers. Yeah. I've had to do Good reports. Bad, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'd have to wake yeah. up, be in the office, clock in, clock out, ask permission to go to the bathroom or take a vacation or whatever it is. <laughs> but... I think what it is, is that when you get so used to the autonomy and freedom that you have Mm -hmm. as being self-employed and kind of doing your own thing, I don't think you realize like how terrible it would be to to go back to that. (laughs) It's like taking it for granted, kind of what you're saying, like being like, oh yeah, this is, this is normal. Do you think, what about, would you work for yourself? No, I, 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 I don't even, I don't want to have a boss. (laughs) <laughs> I gotcha. I'm just, yeah, I'm just wondering like if, if you have the type of boss that you are, you do it wouldn't at least still wouldn't like, yeah, that. I mean, I think it just depends. I, 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 it's hard to imagine there being like a cause or something that I'm just so passionate about. And there's some like alpha Steve jobs leader who's like rallying the troops. And I'm like, yes, I want to devote my life to this man and this business and this cause. Like I'm, I'm in like, it's hard for me to fathom that, you know, right yeah. now, like yeah. in the stage we are, I get you know, it. well, you must be that guy then. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think for me, you know, I just try to think about like in having employees and whatnot, it's like, okay, how can I like help them achieve the goals and have the life that they want to live and provide them hmm. with the autonomy and freedom within what we do right. here so that they can enjoy life is you know, to the fullest as well. And so, you know, again, it's like, yeah, there has to be structure around, you know, it's like, okay, I'm paying you, you know, to complete a job Mm -hmm. and there has to be some accountability and you have to do good at what you are doing and you have to strive to be better and sharpen your skills and become more efficient and all these other kind of things. But I think Mm -hmm. at at the end of the day, like, um, I, I just want to try to create an environment where someone would want to be an employee at. Cause I think there's personalities right. that are employee personalities and there's people who and they enjoy yeah. it. And yeah, I think there's yeah, people totally. who are, yeah. you know, 
bad employee authority problem or whatever. And I, I would say like, I never felt like I never had authority problems. I wasn't super alpha, like in situations like whatnot, but, um, I do love the, you know, like just the life that I've built through the business, you know? So, yeah. And I think I used to really, you know, I wouldn't have told you this, but deep down, I really did feel like one was a quote unquote higher way. Like it was a higher calling in some way to, you know, like not work for the man or not have a job. And more and more I've, you know, I'm finally becoming this very mature person to really realize like, no, this is a set of trade-offs. And I actually really respect the person who who is saying, hey, I actually don't want to have work run my whole life or be the central narrative. Uh, and I, you know, I have this job and I, I do the job there. And when I leave, you know, uh, I, I focus on other things because, uh, that's not the uh, flow for entrepreneurs, but I'm curious if you guys are interested at the very interesting turn I take from B2B businesses into what market I, I've chosen to go into. Well, yeah. Uh, Cause I'm basically a year into that. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is great because I, I do want to talk to you about, so you kind of realize, okay, you're getting burnout. You, you realize that there's a better way. So talk to me a little bit about you systemizing. Cause this is interesting to me. And we, and we've had, um, uh, what's his name on the podcast? Yes. Greg. Uh, Greg Hickman. Yeah. We've had Greg Hickman on the show and have kind of talked to him and I, I'd be curious to kind of hear your perspective on systematizing your, your business and kind of how that transition took place. How did you actually do that? Or how are you doing that? And like, what, what, where are you going? And you know, what is the, the niche that you're going after and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so definitely started to yeah work with an organization called Alt Agency, which kind of uh, really, instead of me trying to keep piecemealing together a more scalable, you know, focused business, just provided a pathway for that. Um, but an interesting piece is a normal pathway would have been, hey, let's take our B2B agency, let's find the best, you know, maybe the, the, the best thing that we sell that, you know, makes the most profit and let's create a process around that and focus on that. Uh, again, for me in this story, I just realized I don't give much of, I don't really care about, uh, two flying flips, you know? <laughs> Uh, like I just, I, I realized that component. Um, and so I started to move toward what industry could I care about? And what had happened was a few years earlier, um, about two years prior, a friend from college had reached out and she was a therapist. Uh, and on Fridays, I just started to work with her for a hundred dollars an hour, just kind of shotgunning it. Right. I was like, Hey, we'll show up on zoom calls. We'll throw something together. I'll just kind of use how I work with B2B agencies or B2B businesses. And we'll just like kind of put this thing together. Uh, and I called her about a year later and I just kind of said like, Hey, how's it going? All of that. Um, and I started talking to her and she's like, you know, Hunter, I love what you created, you know, cause she had been in business before and she was struggling. She was at like maybe the, she was at about 70,000 a year for her business. Uh, and you know, she said like, you know, I was like, how's it going? She's like, well, I'm getting a little bored, you know? And I was like, what do you mean? Uh, and she was like, well, I've been able to arrange my schedule. Now I have a full caseload of clients. 
uh, and uh, I have them on Monday through Wednesdays, and I now have more days off in a week uh, than I am working. And I was like, well, that's not even my gig. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. So like, are they paying your full rates, all of that? And she's like, yeah. Like I, you know, she told me the numbers and I'm like, wait, Leslie, do you mean to tell me that you're making over six figures working three days a week? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, that's normal. Like you've worked with other therapists, right? And I'm like, no, like that is not normal. Like for, like for therapists in general, like the average therapist makes $49,000 a year. And so there was this little clue to me of like, huh, this is there's this interesting idea here of like our process applied here produces this really interesting outcome, right? Like it's like a little bit like I drop a hammer on this side uh, of a of a what are those things called that uh, teeter totter like lever or catapult a, a teeter totter uh, yeah. like seesaw, seesaw. yeah it, it's like we 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 drop the hammer on this side of the seesaw and that thing happens on the other side it like throws that thing up in the air. Um, and I have done some therapy in my life and it's been very transformational for me. But what I realize is there's a lot of mixed feelings about therapists out there. And here's my hypothesis. Here's my theory. As a lot of people have a bad experience with a therapist because their therapist, uh, is actually stressed about money. Mm. They're so stressed that they can't focus on their clients. Uh, and I was lucky to work with therapists. That was not the case. And I got some great results. And so it was like, what if we did that? Like, what if we helped therapists? Uh, build a, a sustainable business so they didn't have to be uh, stressed uh, about money so they could produce uh, or provide quality therapy for people. So it was a really interesting pivot, which then kind of leads into the the systemizing part of things as well. But I think it, it's important to explain. It's a really weird shift from B2B mm-hmm. you know, manufacturers and wineries and all of that uh, to therapists. That's cool though, because you found somewhere where it was working. It was like the formula that you had was producing crazy results, and that Venn diagram is like, hey, this is also something I care about. That's like something you care about, something that you that makes good money. I don't know the third part of Venn diagram, so it's not a Venn diagram. It's just two (laughs) circles. But but yeah, it's like that's the overlap, right? Basically, those two things was like, oh, cool, this could work. Are is it working? Are you making money? Like like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the, that's, that's what I think is really interesting. Right. Cause it's like, wait, and I've heard people, a lot of agency owners who have, who've thought about, right. Like, well, let's do a focus. Their first thing is like, how do you pick, like, how do you pick an industry? And luckily mm. focusing your, an agency is, can be two components. It can be your who. So I just, that's what I decided. I decided to get really specific on my who or it can be your what, what you do. Like, you know, uh, you could decide that you only help create explainer videos, but it's for everyone. Uh, for me, I decided to focus in on my who and my what. Uh, so that was a project we started uh, about 18 months ago, roughly. Um, and uh, that project is called Thrilled Therapist. Uh, and uh, at Thrilled Therapist, we started that. And in our first 12 months in business, I thought we were going to work uh, with 30 clients. We ended up working with about 10, uh, which to me felt like dismal failure. Uh, I just was, I was wrecked because I, here's what I did. Uh, As we started that project, I started to kill the old business. So uh, I shut, here's, I put up a landing page on the homepage of the old business and it just says, we're booked, period. 
here's a contact form. Cause I literally was like, I can't keep doing, uh, the old model. Like I, that's not where I want to go. And I know if we don't commit to this direction, we'll never get there. So we started to kill that business, uh, and focus on the new one. Basically burn the ships. Yeah. That's interesting. That takes some guts though. I respect that. You know, it's like, Hey, even though this hasn't been proven yet, I'm going to like start cutting this one off and kind of <laughs> like, Hey, you know, I got to make this work. I think it's good. Yeah. So how, how has that worked though? As far as, I mean, did you have to like lay anybody off or like if you, if you only got 10 clients with the new business, like how does that sustain, you know, a five person company? Yeah, no, that's a good question. We basically had a pretty natural progression. Our video manager, uh, was, he was a a part-timer and he had already had the goal of building his own agency. And so that was the pitch was like, Hey, come inside, let's work. You can learn how we run things, go do your own thing. So he, you know, decided to do that. Uh, our graphic designer decided that the agency startup life was not for her, you know, and she was like, Hey, I want, so it, it was a timing thing. So we retained our core three people, uh, or our core three team. I'm, I'm a one, one of those. And we just basically said, hey, let's take let's take this, the DNA, our systems and processes, and just apply it. Because we had noticed that there were themes in how we would uh, work with clients. And then as far as those themes and like and and how it actually like rolls out, I mean, how, how has that been over the past 18 months? Because I feel like obviously therapists, a lot of them who are trying to grow the business, like you said, make $49,000 a year you know, how do they afford your service or like, what have you done to kind of systematize, systematize things in order to make them really efficient and affordability? Is it kind of like what you were saying with the orthodontist where it's like, you kind of have this package that has this copywriting and this website and all that kind of stuff. And you charge a flat rate fee, you know, per, per person. And then you just kind of plug and play. Yeah. So basically, uh, the way that it has come to be set up now is instead of being a completely, you know, done for you agency like we were before, we now have a done with you model uh, where we do a lot of it for them, but there are some some pieces that they're doing on their own. And so uh, basically what I thought was interesting about this, because we've developed out some steps, we've got about six steps in our process. Uh, and really, these are the six steps of just how I would engage with any client. So I kind of, this is me processing our own process of like, here's the six steps. So the first step uh, is basically they uh, come in and they fill out, we created a, a Google Doc dashboard and they come in and they put their all their clients that they're working with, how much they're getting paid, all of that. You want to know what that's called? That's called the profitability audit. Like that would be like what I would do with a B2B company. I didn't realize it, right? But it was kind of like this whole thing of how are you making money and who are you not making with, right? Because this gives you really good ideas for the next step, which is who should your ideal client be? Uh, And so that's the second step in our process is I work with a therapist and I help them identify, okay, we now know kind of how your business is working, where the gaps are. Uh, now the next step in this process is to get really clear on who is the ideal client that you want to serve. And that's the overlap of the client that makes progress when they work with you. So they do therapy with you for a couple of weeks and they have breakthroughs. Uh, they're profitable to work with, i.e., you know, they're willing to pay your full rate. So like 
if you decided to work with college students, they might not be able to pay you 200 an hour, right? So we got to, who, who, who has been profitable to work with? And lastly, who are you passionate about working with? Uh, and so we find the intersection of those and then we suddenly have their ideal client. So that's the first phase of the process, which we call focus. That's awesome. Well, this is, this is great. I mean, I think this is, um, really encouraging probably for a lot of people who are out there who maybe are starting to feel burned out or feel like they just keep chunking along and they haven't really hit, hit a stride on anything. Or if they're starting to have a passion for something else that there is, you know, maybe hope or a glimmer of, um, promise if they make the decision to pivot and, and focus on something else that they're more interested in or passionate in or more fulfilled in doing. Um, and it, and it seems again, like, um, you know, really focusing that message, really having clarity around, um, you know, what exactly you're trying to achieve with the business and your personal goals coming together is just really important for your own personal mental health and for the health of your business. Yeah, definitely. I've found that this has been, it's been a really rewarding experience to take a step back, figure out, okay, what are some of the things we're doing? Let's put them into a process and help people with them. And so uh, that's been enjoyable as well as, you know, we now work with clients and once they work with us, you know, I've got a baby, maybe an hour that I work with the client in the process, but they're still getting phenomenal results. And so, yeah, it's been a good journey for me. So next steps, what's next steps for you then? If it's like, Hey, cool. Are it super systemized? You only need to spend an hour of your time per client. Like, what do you need to do next? Do you basically, uh, is it marketing, turn on more leads and that'll be kind of be like the main lever for success at this point? Or what do you think moving forward? Yeah. So moving forward is basically, we are now finally to the phase, you know, of, of scaling. So we've got really great, uh, metrics on, you know, how many people click on a Facebook ad that join our Mm -hmm. list and how many of those people schedule an appointment. We've tested that all Mm -hmm. on a small level. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, basically as we look forward to the next 12 months, the next step for us is to begin to scale it and see, uh, you know, uh, how far, how, how hard we can push on the gas pedal. So put more money into ads, see how many people convert. Does that keep scaling up basically as you keep doing that and then see if that converts to more clients? Yeah. The goal in the next 12 months is to see if we can get that to a run rate that replaces our previous agency income. So I think we can get there next year. That's super exciting. I can't wait to see like how that turns out. I feel like we should have a follow-up conversation in like yes, a year. We and be need like, to have you back on the show next year to be like, all right, dude, flip or flop. What do we got? I would love that. I'll, I'll spill the real beans like on, on all that. See, I feel like a lot of people will come on to share the success stories, but no, not many no, people no, no. Will, will, will share like the middle of like, here's where we're at in reality right now. Yes. You know what I mean? Which I think is super interesting and, and more helpful in lots of ways. So it's cool hearing like, you know, the middle of the process. So really appreciate that. Yeah. Seriously, this has been awesome. And I, I know that it is, this is going to be an impactful conversation for a lot of people out there who are, you know, coming up and, um, just, you know, trying to figure things out. So I, I know it was helpful for me. So I, I really appreciate you Hunter coming on and, and sharing your story with us. So 
Ben, what do we got for takeaways? What what are, what are the things that stood out? Yeah. To you? Um, well, one takeaway, honestly, is just like the fact that don't be afraid to share in the middle of a story because it is more helpful to people than having a package perfect answer. That's not always real. So like, I appreciate just like the example you said of like sharing where you're at currently without having to answer to everything. I think that's perfect. And I love all the stuff you had to, to share along the way. Cause I think it's more valuable sometimes than that. Uh, I was also going to say one thing you said that I really loved was to see if you're on the right track with what you're doing in life. Ask yourself, would you be proud to write a book about what you currently are doing? I was like, that kind of broke my brain. So I think that's a really helpful thought. Um, and then also when you niche down, you can decide either what you do, who you do it for or both, which is a great way of thinking about that. So, and then Hunter, if, if there was one thing that you could leave with our audience, with a creative uh, agency owner, somebody who's coming up, if there's one action item, you would tell them to, whether that's audit their own life or their business. Um, what would that one tip be that you'd leave with them to say, Hey, focus on this maybe next week. Yeah, I'd say uh, find out the problem that you want to be known for fixing. That's really, really fun. Like say, I'm, you know, I'm Hunter Davis and I fix this problem. Uh, And make sure it sounds like something you like when you hear it. uh, And then you'll know you're headed the right direction. That's so good. Hey, if people wanted to connect with you or maybe uh, reach out. Uh, They can reach out to me at hunter at thrilledtherapist.com. Uh, and I'd love to help them or any of their therapist friends who want to grow a six-figure business do that. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to The Friday Habit. Uh, if you go to thefridayhabit.com, there you can find show notes for this episode. Uh, you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. And at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to The Friday Habit System that will show you how to set aside one day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. Yeah. And if you guys enjoyed this episode uh, and want to share this with other people, go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review. It helps other people find us. Um, And also, if you have any topics you'd like to hear or suggestion for a guest, go ahead and send that to hello at thefridayhabit.com. That's right. And until next time, live every day like it's Friday. Friday.